2: Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now in-store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network.
4: OK, it is Vsin the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back and a happy holidays. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Swedelson. We're going to bring in our buddy Mike Randall, who this guy's a psycho. He's hanging out at Madison Square not to watch the Knicks. I think he was there to watch Temple basketball. Is that fair, Mike Randall? FTN Network, of course, Randall Rant on Twitter, a regular here with us. What's going on?
5: Guys, I was there last night watching Florida Atlantic against Illinois. Oh, that's right. You're a big Florida Atlantic guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. I am. And last night they let Marcus Dumbass have 33 points. Okay, and then we hung around for UConn, UNC. I will tell you this. God bless UConn and UNC fans. They pack the house. That was a final four atmosphere last night. UConn
3: pulling away late. You know, I'll tell you what you mentioned, Damask. He transfers him from Southern Illinois. The former Saluki was on fire last night. I'm not going to sit there and criticize FAU, though. Those guys weren't missing anything last night. Listen, your FAU team is going to be just fine. Don't worry about it.
5: Yeah, they look a little arrogant to me after last year. They think they can outscore everybody. Guys, 66
4: points to Terrence Shannon and Dumbass. That's that's tough. A scouting trip for Randall to the garden. Now we should reset and explain why FAU is your team. Cause last year you called them way early, correct?
5: Yep. And this year, if you remember guys, the team I called early, which is frustrating me now is UNC Wilmington who just beat Kentucky.
3: I That's Okay. Correct. Hold on a second. I had a huge bet on UNC Wilmington ECU over 144 a week ago. Yeah, Patrick UNCW is the second leading three point shooting team in the nation. They go three for 20 in that game. They missed 13 free throws, not to mention all the missed shots. And these idiots at the end of the game, guy, all he had to do was make one free throw. I got have got a clean look at a three pointer, Mike. Brick City, USA. I get it, but we can't have
5: recency bias. This is a quality team, mid-major, shoots the three, pressure, good guards, underrated coach. It fits the profile. I'll see you in March, fellas.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Randall cracks me up. Who is your team? Big East, I'm sure, Tri-State. Who is your team growing up?
5: Uh, growing up I was the I was totally in the Big East you had the St John's Syracuse I still haven't gotten over the loss of Syracuse to Indiana in that 1987 championship game I have not gotten over that one with Derek Coleman and the whole crew Keith smart Baseline jumper good uh but those are my teams it was the, nothing better so Georgetown uh UNC uh Georgetown you had Syracuse you had St John's it was just legendary stuff and Villanova's upset at Georgetown 85. Got me into college basketball.
3: Patrick, I just want to add one more thing to the Big East. My estimation in the mid-80s to the mid-90s, the Big East tournament was better the than the NCAA tournament. You, When you look at the teams, you mentioned UConn. We know the players that came from Georgetown. I didn't even get into the Ray Allens and all the great players there. St. John's, Walter Berry, Chris Mullen. I mean, Wennington, Syracuse. There's too many to name. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And the best part about the Garden was everybody was within a train ride, whether you're coming from D.C. or Syracuse to get to MSG. You know, Patrick, you lived in New York City for a long time.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. And Derek Coleman. That was a big deal for us in Michigan because he was from Detroit, as you two know. I, wasted talent, I'm not sure because he had a pretty good career, but Derek Coleman was about as good as anybody I had seen back when I was a kid, man.
5: Oh, guys, him, Cycle, Steven, Stephen Thompson, Matt Rowe, I can go. Sherman Douglas, enough. You're bringing back Sherman. memories. I had that game one. please.
3: By the way, Ronnie Cycli <laughs> is the all-time MVP because he married Elsa Benitez.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very quick good. Google very search good. will help you out with that one. I would agree with you. Um, okay. Well, but you know what? Why don't we just continue the momentum and then we'll stick around and talk football and talk the NFL. So Marquette, Texas tonight, we were talking about Marquette, you know, offensively didn't get anything going at Wisconsin. Here comes Texas, who's been a little uneven on both sides of the court. Where are you? Eight and a half on Marquette. Eight. You can find an eight in the market as well.
5: Yeah, it's Marquette. It's a slam spot for me. They had this game circled, guys. That's why they struggled against Wisconsin. Shaka smart. He has his team focused. This is a Texas team I do not believe in. They're only two and five against the spread. Still no Dylan DeSue, who was last year's March Madness hero for them. They've played Incarnate Word, Delaware State, Rice. That's a food. Enough. I do not believe them playing Marquette here. I think Marquette is going to roll. They're ready to go at home. This is not the spot for Texas. uh, Texas has not played the caliber opponents like Purdue, Kansas. Yes, I know Marquette cannot be great on defense sometimes. I think they're ready. First true road game, guys, for the Longhorns. Horns are down tonight. Marquette wins by double digits.
3: Patrick, I, lo- I love that call. I just want to add one other thing. You talked about it. It's a big revenge spot. But more importantly, I love a good team that's a top five team coming off of a loss.
4: Yes, totally. And Shaka is the type of dude you want coming off a loss as well. Wake Lane three and a half hosting Rutgers here, Randall.
5: Yeah, we're going with Wake Forest. Rutgers is anemic on offense. They can't shoot from free throw line. They can't shoot from three. They struggled against Illinois at home. Got, got absolutely blitzed in that game. Wake Forest, very, very tough at home. Steve Forbes runs tremendous offense. And what I love is, love is Efton Reed, the LSU transfer, is eligible for this game. He was just granted the waiver, giving Wake Forest a, even a little more support there on their bench and in their roster so I like Wake Forest this Rutgers team can be tough when they had Cam Spencer who is hitting big shots last night for UConn last year they went up to Purdue and won in Purdue this team doesn't have that offensive firepower yes they're good on defense but Wake is better on offense especially at home where they're tremendous I'll take Wake and lay the small number
3: um, Mike I love this play here Patrick I'd add one other thing pay attention to Wake as long as you continue to get these short numbers and you look at this team with Cam Hildreth and Hunter Salas the Gonzaga transfer this team is mm-hmm. going to be a force in winston-salem we got a good plus price mike about a week ago against the gators at home now here's a shorter number i thought this number probably should have come in closer to four four and a half as you alluded to the ineptitude of of, of, uh, this team offensively for rutgers i think they'll struggle against the team patrick that can really score the basketball
4: would you uh, you're also uh, memphis two and a half at vcu we were talking about this one before you came on with them all where are you on memphis vcu tonight
5: Yeah. I like Memphis, you know, and, and Memphis is a a tricky team and I'm not always on them, but this year they just look a little different, kind of like Kentucky. They have the high pace, but they are great inside the arc holding opponents, just 43%. VCU guys still trying to find themselves under Ryan Odom, new coach. Same type of system they're trying to put in, but they don't have the right personnel. Memphis coming off of two difficult losses. First to Villanova when Villanova couldn't miss, and then Old Miss away in a true road game that they lost by three back and forth. They're not losing three games in a row. This is not a look-ahead spot. I don't believe in VCU, who lost at home to Norfolk State. This will be a close game. VCU always plays home. The Havoc with the Rams, I get it but this is going to be a Memphis win. They will pull away. This is a quality Memphis team. I like them a lot this year. Normally, I am not on them, but they are still angry about losing to Florida Atlantic last year in the first round of the NCAA tournament. They are on a mission. They're not losing three games in a row.
3: Mike, I couldn't agree with you more. I, we were talking about this before he came on. I think this number should have been about four and a half in this one. Ooh. I think there is so much better. And you mentioned it. Odom's team is not as good. They don't have the same talent. They can't do what they did under Rhodes the last few years. A lot of those players have defected and gone to other places. Patrick mentioned earlier, just a quick question for Mike from a future standpoint. I've got three futures bet. Kansas, Kentucky are two of the teams in Connecticut. Those are the three teams I believe that could cut down the nets. You like those, don't like them, or somebody else that stands out to you?
5: Yeah, I think Connecticut is going to be very strong again this year. They have a high floor, but they are not going back to the Final Four. I don't think Donovan Klingon inside is as dominant as people say he is. They're going to be real solid, and they had a nice win against North Carolina, but I think their struggles against Kansas is more apt to what they're going to do. I love Kentucky. Guys, Kentucky normally takes a while to get acclimated uh, you know, under John Calipari, and they don't score well early, and you hope that they can get better late better late right now they are shooting 41.5% from three point range. That is normally their Achilles heel. Cal has done a nice job. The fans are crazy to criticize him. Only one title in 11 years. Yeah. A lot of people would like that one title. You have a national champion contender every year and this year may be the best team he had since their championship squad. I like Kentucky a lot out of those three.
4: Okay, Mike, we've got West Virginia, catching four and a half at home. So Pittsburgh Lane, well, right now it's four. So Pittsburgh Lane four one thirty 138 and a half at West Virginia.
5: Yeah, this is a rivalry game here, guys. And Pittsburgh has two straight losses at home to Missouri and Clemson. I am not a Jeff Capel fan. There was a lot of hot... Seat for him last year coming into the season. This last year he cooled it because they were they played really well. I think that was a misnomer. I think that was an outlier. Here's West Virginia under Josh Isler, who I have not liked this year, but they have impressed me. They played well against St. John's, they played well against Virginia. They could have won that game and SMU. And what I'm watching is Jesse Edwards, the Syracuse transfer, has really played well inside. Quinn Slezinski, who also transferred over, is shooting the three well. Kobe Johnson in the backcourt. You're going to give me points. At home, West Virginia, rivalry game with Pittsburgh against Jeff Capel. I will take it every time. I think it's a money line play. I like West Virginia a lot. And I didn't
3: like them this year. I love the call here. Just get ready to fire up country roads, baby. I mean, mm-hmm. in a rivalry game, getting three and a half with a team like Pittsburgh, Patrick, makes zero sense to me. This number should be much shorter.
4: The Johnnies were laying five and a half and
3: barely escaped Morgantown with a yes. win by six.
4: Capel, yeah, I always fade. Capel had all the guards last year, right? Was Pittsburgh still constructed yes. the same fellows? Now they they, They still have some, but not the same players, some, but not a ton. Okay. Just getting involved. All right. So Mike, good job. Well, he just mentioned him. I'll just mention his three futures. So you mentioned Kentucky. Where are you at right now on Kansas.
5: I like Kansas. They get better as the year goes on. Bill Self is the best coach in college basketball, period. They're shooting well from three. Their defense inside. And how do you not like a team with DeWan Harris, who's the most underrated point guard in the country, and, of course, Hunter Dickinson, who transferred over. K.J. Adams, really explosive, was an under... Rated five man last year that was out of position, but played well. Now he's an explosive four. I think Kansas will be right back in the elite eight again, as they are every year.
3: I I agree with him completely, obviously, because I bet them. But more importantly, to your point about Adams, first of all, his mother just died last week. He's been dealing with a lot off the floor. He'll get back into what he needs to be. Hunter Dickinson, probably the acquisition of the offseason for any team. And then Kevin McCuller. This is a guy that texted, transferred in from Texas Tech. He is 23 years old. He can shoot the perimeter shot. He can defend. He can do it all. I, I tell you right now, Patrick, I would take a wager with anybody. At the Fog this year, they had their toughest game against Connecticut. Over, under in terms of win, uh, losses is a half for me this year at the Fog, Mike.
4: Unpopular yeah, only opinion. I worry about the, is the end of the year, Houston. Yep. Unpopular opinion, Bill Self. He's going to end up being the greatest college basketball coach of all time. He's got 20 years to go. He's going to be the all-time winningest coach. We're back with Mike Randall next.
6: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8 and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com/strategic. That's oracle.com/strategic. oracle.com/strategic.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
6: Hi, checking in for
0: or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm
2: so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN,
1: the Sports Betting Network.
4: I was trying to think of the coach. I think it was Al Skinner, your boy. Okay. As we welcome you back, Juice Reel is a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth analytics of your betting history, yet there's much more. At Juice Reel, you can have access to betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users, so this in-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning bettors and fade the losers. Juice Reel is also developed... AI, artificial intelligence bot using the data from all Juice Reel bets. Robo Jackson is picking winners at a rate of 60% through more than 100 games. Find yourself uh, right now at Juice Reel. Okay, so here's how you spell it. It's Orange Juice and Reel. R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the App Store or Google Play Store. It's free. Juice Reel. Juice R-E-E-L. As we welcome you back, I'm all shot. Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Our buddy Mike Randall is joining us. We were, I think we gave PTSD talking about Jared Dudley and his Boston college team, FTN network. Make sure you check out FTM for all your betting and fantasy needs at Randall rant on Twitter. Okay. We transitioned to the NFL. We just got done with some college hoops with Mike and Amal in the crew. I apologize. My f- computer froze here, but I do. Okay. So let's get to it. First off um, tomorrow night, I have to ask you a question. Our buddy Adam Burke is still alive. He's one of 30 and circa millions. So Survivor. he has Survivor. an opportunity to make some game. Ch- I'm sorry. What'd you say, Dustin? Survivor. Oh, Survivor. He has an opportunity to make uh, game changing money here, Randall. Who would you take this week if you had Survivor? And we can tell you if there if who you pick is still alive. But of course, tomorrow night, New England and Pittsburgh. Some people take in Pittsburgh.
5: Yeah, I would take I'm fine with taking Pittsburgh. Najee Harris was just limited practice. So there's concern there. Uh, there's a couple other picks that I would probably go to above this. In fact, one of them would be the Colts on the road, who I'm sure he probably has left. Uh, but I'm fine with taking Pittsburgh at home. They need this game. They're the better team. Everyone is – New England is just a, a train wreck right now. I, we do like the over here at FTN. Our model, FTNBets.com, uh, uh, our model, has a 12.3 edge on the over 30. It's not saying much, guys, uh, but they should be able to get some points scored. Pittsburgh are going to lose two games at home to Arizona and New England. I don't think they are. I think Tomlin gets it done.
4: Well, he doesn't have Indy left, but Indy, who all of a sudden, what what a job Steichen's done, right? Indy at Cincinnati. Indy's laying a point since he's coming off a big win, a total of 44, Mike.
5: Yeah, this game I like a lot. I like Indy. We have it at a 10.8% edge minus one. And then when you look at the totals as well, we can go over this number at 43. I don't believe in the Bengals, guys. I've come on here before and told you I'm fading them. Listen, it was a nice win against Jacksonville. They circled the wagons. They got the win. I don't believe in them. Their defense is ranked 26 per DVOA here. Aaron Schatz at FTN. They're struggling. The offense is still not great. Yes, they had some nice things with Jake Browning, uh, but I like this Colts team. Gardner, Minshew, Zach Moss is fine. They're not going to be able to start Michael Pittman, who's one of the most underrated receivers in all of football. Don't trust the Bengals. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't I think it was a one game output there against Jacksonville. I will take the Colts here as a slight favorite on the road against a Bengals team that I think most are going to back because of what they saw on Monday night.
3: Mike, we thank you for your time. Uh, this is this is a Bengals house. We have the Bengals at 40 to
4: 1 to oh, win the yeah. Super Bowl. That's always I said that. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're still alive. We're, we'll take Jake Browning magic, baby. <laughs> no doubt about that. Carolina catching five, five and a half, actually, you can find at New Orleans TBD on the quarterback situation there.
5: Yeah. How can Mike Randall come on this show and pick Carolina, who's 2-8-2, and two against the spread? You want to know why, guys? Because the Saints are 2-9-1. and one. The Saints stink. They have been one of the most overrated teams in NFL all year. I don't know why people fell in love with Dennis Allen. They're talking about how great Derek Carr is. Now there's no Michael Thomas. Alave played well. I am taking the Panthers plus 5.5. And, and no one is going to do that. But this Panthers team, different coach playing a little better second game guys, statistically the second time you face a team in conference, the game is lower scoring. So points are going to be at a premium. We have it here as a 6.8% edge at FTM bets in our model. I am taking Carolina plus five and a half at new Orleans,
3: Patrick. I don't think any of us would object to that. We have such disdain for Dennis Allen. The only question I would ask is twofold. Number one, who the hell loves Derek Carr besides his family and whoever said that Dennis Allen is any good.
5: Yeah, uh, Dennis. I don't know, but
4: they had a lot of support. Yeah, no, they did. I mean, we could argue they're the most talented roster in that division, I guess, because it's just it's been a disaster. Um, let's see, Eagles, Cowboys. So this is int- Eagles, kind of a little bit of a gauntlet than their last three, I believe. It's two against the Giants and Arizona, but a real interesting stretch here after the loss, obviously at home to San Francisco. You're going to go Eagles, Cowboys under fifty-two.
5: Yeah, 15.4% edge. When we've had a double-digit edge here at FTN, you are hitting at over 70% with these totals. We are going under. Second time they have faced each other. I think Jalen Hurts is a little banged up. Elite defense in Dallas. Philadelphia seeing Dallas for the second time. I think this is always a play I like, guys. It's hitting at over 62% per Bet Labs in the last 30 years. I like teams that are going to go under in the second time they battle a divisional opponent. That's what you have here. A lot at stake. We like the under at FTN, under 52 points, 15.4% edge, which equates to a 70% win probability.
3: Just a quick follow up, Patrick, Mike, regardless of whether you favor one side or another, how do you feel about Philadelphia right now? Because it's an important game for them in big picture in the NFC standings.
5: I haven't liked them. I haven't liked them all year. I I think their defense has struggled. The idea that the Eagles defense, the no-fly zone of last year, is now ranked 24th in pass defense DVOA per Aaron Schatz, that is saying something. And that is not something that's going to be able to carry them in. That pass rush last year was ferocious. They had four players, what, with double-digit sacks. It's a shell of their former self. The running game is stalled. Uh, DeAndre Swift has not been great the last couple of games, and Jalen Hurts not looking as effective as last year. So I don't like the Eagles at all. I am not picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and I'll probably be fading them against with the points in the
4: playoffs. Okay, another play here. We're gonna go back to Bengals Colts, and you're gonna go over forty-one and a half.
5: Yeah, we're going over 41-and-a-half. I like the scoring. I do think that Jake Browning was able to move the offense, and they worked in Chase Brown nicely, so they had some versatility. But this Colts offense with Zach Moss just doesn't miss a beat, as it did with Jonathan Taylor. You saw Alec Pierce get involved. He had 100 yards. Josh Downs can beat people deep. I think they're going to be able to put points up here, both teams. I think the Colts win, but I think both teams can actually score. Colts defense is okay. It's a bend, but don't break defense. So the Bengals can score, but in the end, their defense falters against the great Gardner Minshew here, laying one point and going over.
3: Mike, Mike, you mentioned you like the Colts. This team is seven and five, Houston, seven and five, uh, Denver, six and six, Buffalo, six and six, six out of those teams, which couple of teams maybe do you like to get into the postseason or you see a failure on multiple teams there?
5: It's Denver. I've been on Denver the whole year. I think they're going to get better. I believe in coaches, guys. I have a huge bent two coaches. Sean Payton is going to get this team better. The defense has improved over the last few weeks. That big win against Kansas City. Yes, Russ is not throwing for 300 yards, but he is putting the team in the end zone. I think Javante Williams is healthy. Their run game is getting better out of those teams. I really like the Denver Broncos. I think they're a dangerous team that no one wants to play because you think their defense has been awful. That's the way it was at the first half of the year. Now they're turning teams over. They're getting sacks. They're getting pressure. The run game is going. Judy Sutton, a lot of weapons, and Russ can still pull one out late if he needs to as you saw against the Vikings
4: just curious if you turned the corner at all right now as it stands you'd have Green Bay and Minnesota both in the postseason love playing well and Green Bay's lane six and a half at DeVito and the Giants have you turned the corner at all on the Packers here yeah, I love the Packers. I was wrong about them. They've gotten a lot better. Six is a
5: lot because Tommy DeVito Magic over here in the tri state area, guys, is really lighting everyone up, living at home with his parents, the laundry, the whole thing. I wouldn't wager against him, but the Packers have looked good. Jordan Love has a cadre of weapons, no Aaron Jones, but Dylan has been fine, and their defense is getting healthy. Jair Alexander is back. This Packers team is very dangerous in the playoffs. Six and a half is a lot, guys. It really is. Uh, I like them to win the game to cover. I'm not sure. But i've come around on the packers i think they're very good and they're gonna be dangerous in the postseason.
4: okay mike again you can check out ftn at randall rant on twitter and mike hosts ftn's college basketball betting show which is a must watch as well tons of trends lots of information over at ftn mike great stuff man appreciate you and we'll talk to you next time thank you Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. There he goes. Mike Randall. That guy, he cracks me up. I love it. It's funny. He mentioned, because we were talking during the break, I'm sure he wouldn't care if we said this, he's got his parents in Jersey as well. And it, when I was living in New York, I was fascinated by how many of the kids that were from New York were Miami Dolphins fans. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You had two teams, the jets and giants to choose from, but so many of their grandparents had moved down to Florida and so they just adopted. Also, I just think they like the colors and Dan But they adopted the Dolphins because so. And and he was saying, I'm trying to get my parents to go and retire down in Florida, but the parents don't want to leave the family. That's the DeVito effect. People don't realize in the tri-state, it's such a familial place. Them all, like it, it, everybody, just kind of stays around each other there. So true. One of my best friends in Long Island, parents have lived within like seven
3: miles of him and his brother their whole old life.
4: Yeah, it was basically what I'm saying is don't date a girl from the tri-state because you gotta get really close to the family. It's very dramatic. <laughs> hey, what is the thing that they do, Dustin? This thing? What does this mean even? Do you know? I don't even know. Okay, it's we're coming back with Michael Leone established the run.
3: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on V the Sports
1: Betting Network.
4: Okay, remember, Veasan Pros get the picks every day. What the hell? I'm in a good mood. We'd usually put this on the sheet, but Mike Samich, Veasan host, has the Panthers Stars first period under a goal and a half at even money tonight. So generally, you'd get Samich, you get them all, you get Dustin, you get, of course, Thomas Gable, everybody here over at Veasan.com/slash subscribe. You can sign up for as low as $9.999. Pro Picks at a glance, Pro Tips, Pro Tools, everything there. Become a Veasan Pro. Okay. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in Michael Leone, always looking for new resources, and Establish the Run does a great job. Of course, ETR, at two hats, one mic. Okay, I see what you're doing, Michael Leone. Now, as we welcome you in and EstablishTheRun.com, anytime a professional handicapper that's essentially sitting in first place in Circa Millions and has won a million contests gives you a shout-out on VEASAN, it's great. Michael, uh, Fezzik came on. And Steve Fezzik came on and said sites like Establish the Run, they blast those NFL opening props. And you said, well, we appreciate Fezzik giving us the shout. It's not necessarily the approach to prop betting. So can we just start there, Michael? And welcome to the show.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me on. appreciate it and uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity to clarify and. We do run a prop service at Establish to Run. You know, we started in fantasy sports and we think our bread and butter is player level stat projections. So we have had a prop service for a few years now that's been pretty successful. This year has been a little bit more challenging. But as far as what we do, just to clarify, we're not just blasting, you know, openers on like MGM or DK only picks because the limits early in the week, they're low. A lot of our customers are already limited on these books. So the vast majority of picks that we're putting out are going to come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, day of game, in order to ensure that our customers have lots of outs across multiple books and the limits are a little bit better. There's exceptions. Sometimes, you know, last week we had Cedric Tillman line at like 26 and a half come out and we just thought, you know, there's no way this line is going to last into the weekend. So we did take that one early. But that's usually like a small percentage of what we put out, maybe like three to five percent of our picks.
3: That's that's fascinating. You mentioned the fantasy angle involved with it. I would assume you guys have a ton of success now. Do you guys just strictly focus in on props, or do you kind of look towards the game lines as well? Because I mean, there's so many different markets there. But also, do you get do you cover the games
7: as well? We're strictly props. You know, we might have some takes. Usually, that's more in like the futures department. Once in a while we'll see something on sides and totals for fun, but we don't like look at ourselves as you know handicapping sides and totals. That's not part of our packages. In fact, most of what we're doing is sort of assuming Vegas is right in terms of the initial game line, the spread and the total and sort of working from there. That's an input into a lot of our player level stat projections. It has become just absolutely
4: dominant as far as the market space, that being prop betting. Michael Leone established the run, joins us. So let's talk about the process, because it can be overwhelming when you start combing through just the volume of props daily, even with the NBA games tonight. It can be overwhelming, as you know, Michael. Let's talk about your approach and the philosophy there at ETR.
7: Yeah, it can be very overwhelming, but we've invested a lot in the data analytics side and tool space to sort of help us stay up to speed. Because if you're just like manually checking for lines and kind of eyeballing things, it can be really, really difficult. So uh, we, as I said, we started as like a daily fantasy sports company. We do NBA as well as NFL, and we're projecting every player anyways. And we invested in hiring some data science people to our team over This summer. And now for NFL, we have like full stat distributions for everything. So we have a tool that kind of pulls the lines, compares it to our stat distribution. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people use projections. The difficulty, you know, between a mean projection and median projection can be very different in understanding those ranges of outcomes. So that's what we do. As far as getting a little bit more granular for NFL, I think our bread and butter is really. Projecting volume, like really honed in on trying to get at what the correct play calling for a team is going to be, what the correct you know market share of targets and carries for players is going to be. We struggle a little bit more on the efficiency side of things that can be more difficult to project.
3: Michael, you said take a look at weather, particularly this week, especially in the Northeast. You start to have some issues with that. Um, how much for you do you factor in snow, uh, cold, or and/or versus wind?
7: I mean, when's the big one, once you get to 15 plus miles per hour is sort of when we start to see a change in efficiency or the team's play calling. As far as precipitation, a lot of times rain is worse than snow. You know, we get that consistent rain throughout a game. You start to see the play count drop a little bit. You start to see the pass rates drop a little bit. So that's really important to keep a track on. Try not to like overrate weather, but. There are a few games every year where it's a big impact. It looks like the game in Baltimore could be one of those this week. I know our initial projections show overs on like Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, passing yards for us. That's kind of like we want to stay away, sort of ensure that we're correct on the weather. We might need to make a further adjustment. So you might see some low numbers there that seem pretty appealing right now, but definitely be careful.
4: Beautiful. I love to hear the philosophy. So thank you for laying that out. Now let's get to a couple of plays. Michael Leone, established the run.com Also, established the run on YouTube. Let's get it in the algo for Michael. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I think you plan on them playing it a little safe here. You're going to go under a half a pick at plus 114.
7: Yeah, I like this pick a lot. I think. Sometimes the distribution with interceptions, people overestimate how often that lands exactly on one and underestimate how often it could be like zero or or multiple interceptions. And I think contextually here, too, we're just expecting a low scoring game, a lot of runs. Pittsburgh's favored New England, according to FTN's DVOA, is below average in pass defense. So I think there's some good contextual factors. The biggest one really being we're just not expecting a whole ton of pass volume for Trubisky tonight or tomorrow night. Let's stay with a teammate of his. George Pickens totaled three and a half receptions. You like this one under. Tell us why. Yeah, again, trending from the expectation of not thinking there's going to be a lot of pass volume for Pittsburgh. That plays into it. And then. When you look at the target shares, you know, George Pickens is on the season compared to what we expect it to be is a lot lower tomorrow night with Deontay Johnson back. His on off splits are pretty stark there. And he's a guy too that the catch rate for him is pretty volatile. We have it at sub 60%. So you could survive five, six targets for George Pickens. We think maybe it's closer to five in this environment. Um, but even if he gets like six, seven, you can get a good run out there just because his eight out and his catch rate's not very strong.
4: Okay, Michael Leone, before we say goodbye, I'm just curious because obviously you have a very analytical mind, very educated. When you told your parents or people around you, I'm going to go into prop betting for my career. what, What was the reaction, Michael?
7: I, you know we like to say we're in the sports analytics department, you know not we don't really need to hit on fantasy and prop <laughs> betting. Just try and say use use some bigger buzzwords that that's what we go with to try and you know make it sound a little bit better. but uh, yeah, definitely not your run of the mill profession. You and me both. My mom says I'm a school
4: teacher, so it's all good, Michael Leone. (laughs) Establish the Run, director of analytics, very bright, very sharp company. Check it out. Two hats, one mic. Establishtherun.com and also Establish the Run on YouTube. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the time.
7: Yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Appreciate you coming
4: on. Under a half a pick for Mitchell Trubisky and George Pickens under three and a half receptions. You can find that and he brings up a good point, boys, as we've got a few minutes here. We're gonna take you to the top of the hour. And of course, Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper is gonna stop by. We love Scott. Uh, a few minutes. He mentioned the weather. This is gonna be a factor this weekend. It's that time of the year, December sixth, specifically in the northeast. Dustin, you got a consternated look on your face. Did you have something to add there?
8: Big no, no well, no, that that number for that Ravens game. They're they're laying seven at home, and normally it's like a a, a automatic smash for me. If you look at what Baltimore did against the NFC teams that they face this year, teams, they don't normally have on their schedule every single season, but that weather is definitely a factor in how I'm going to approach it. So I'm happy you brought that game up.
3: Well, so do you have a change on that? Because I would think with the Ravens and
8: they can run the ball. Exactly. That's the difference. Although Kyron Williams is starting to pop for the Rams, but look, uh, I I think cross country, I lean towards Baltimore, but that's seven. I don't know why the it, like if they lose the ability to stretch the field at all because of the weather, I do have concerns about covering
3: a touchdown. Hey, Patrick, quick question for you. Why do you think so many people on a number like seven have a tendency to tease down? Then take a team like the Rams in 13.
4: Up. Yeah, it is just the in, in natural human instinct. First off, natural human instinct is bet favorites. We know that. And that's why the books build beautiful casinos. But then if your natural instinct is innately toward the favorite, well, then to bring the favorite sure. down and just have them win, that's just the lean for pretty much everybody. That's why we need to rewire. And that's why when we have Fezzik and we have sprites around and you talk about it often, you know, the sharp betters are going to go up with the number. And they're going to go through, they're going to go up through six, through seven, hopefully through 10. They're going to go up through those numbers.
3: For me in college football and college basketball, I tend to play probably 75, 80% of favorites
4: in the NFL. It's the dog at 75, 80%. Dustin, do me a favor. I don't disagree with you. Do me a favor. While the Ravens win at home, I think you might be surprised by their ATS number at home. And that's a big number. Can you look up their ATS number at home this year and last? And we'll come back with that. Ravens Lane 7 hosting the Rams who are in the mix.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5 get $150 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings for new customers. Download the DraftKings app, use that promo co- code, pardon me, sharp, S H A R P. Again, $5, 150. Instantly. No sweat. Same game parlay every day at DraftKings. The crown is yours. We got you back here, Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. This is V Sin at the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, O'Mal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live from Vegas. So we were just talking about this, Dustin, because we were discussing the game coming up this weekend. So let's run it back. Early window, the Rams kind of, you know what? We can ask Scott about this because there is an old adage or The old thought was teams traveling time zone wise west to east. Well, wait till Spritzer and his boy, Big Al McMorty. I believe they went through like 25 years to refute the misnomer. And I'm just going to tell you right now, it is a misnomer that you fade teams that are traveling west to east. We can get the actual numbers when Spritzer comes on, but that is, you know, almost like the consistently blanket applied three points to home field, which no longer exists. The west to east travel is a misnomer. I just want to get that out there. We'll have Scott give us more information on that. And I guess I bring that up because the Rams, obviously, early game. So you immediately think, and you'll hear Donks talking about early game for a team in L.A., tough travel spot. So obviously you take the Ravens because you think Ravens, and they have had straight-up success at home. But I just remember in research thinking, I don't know if they've been as great ATS-wise. Now, this could go horrifically for me because I asked Dustin to look up some numbers during the break, or maybe we are proven right here. What are the ATS numbers for the Ravens here?
8: So let's start this year. They covered at home against Cincy. They did not cover in week three uh, versus Cleveland. They did cover minus six and a half against Seattle after that covered a a minus three by a lot. 38 to six against Detroit at home. And then their last two, they went one and one Uh, that has them three and two ATS at home so far this year. But to your point at home since 2020, they are 15 and 15 against the spread.
4: Okay, so right around 500. You went back for 10 years, uh, just out of curiosity. What'd you get for 10 years on the Ravens? The
8: number of 10 years is 36, 46 and 1 against the spread.
4: Okay, so 10 games under 500. I don't know what it means for this weekend coming up, but the Rams boys are very much in the mix at 6 and 6 with the win over the Browns this weekend.
3: Yeah, I thought initially, you know, we were talking about Survivor yesterday with Adam Berg. Patrick, this would be a play on Baltimore in this particular spot, but I don't think it can be. Dustin mentioned before we went to break Kyron Williams and his effectiveness on this team running the ball. We saw Puka Nakua emerge. Matthew Stafford's always been a tough guy. Elements are not going to be a factor here for him. Uh, But I think the Rams are a team you can't completely discount. The only negative I'll say with the Rams, they have four wins out of six against the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. I know a lot of people have been believers in the Seahawks. I am an anti-Seahawk. Guy. I have been all year. They'll be under 500 after this weekend. But that's the only negative I would say with the Rams so far out of their six wins. Four have come against those two opponents.
4: I got shocking news for you. Aston Village has scored in the 74th minute. So they are up 1-0 over Manchester City. Donkity-donk Dustin Swedelson, your boy Pep Guardiola, not a happy guy.
8: I thought you were about to hit me with a Juan Soto trade, an Otani move, or Yamamoto's coming over to America. You're
3: dropping some soccer on me, okay? Glo- globally, this is much Welcome. more impactful. And by the way, Patrick, that was, I just looked, your timing was impeccable because we're behind here about 40 seconds, so I got to see it. It's actually going to go down as an own goal. Really? Yeah, it went Not off. Great. No, it went off of a defender from about 17 yards out, and. It just got redirected. No shot. Friendly
4: Stopping. fire. And let me uh, go ahead, Dustin. He's got he's got a look. He's got a zing coming up. Go I, ahead. Said,
8: I said friendly fire.
4: <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> uh, let me talk to you about programming for a little bit here, mm. Dustin. On v we discuss baseball because there's odds associated with it. You're from outside of New York City. Mm. So you grew up conditioned to think baseball matters. I'm a baseball guy. Amal's a baseball guy, and our old job was at Mad Dog Sports Radio, which is kind of the wild, wild west because it's run by Chris Russo, and he is a baseball guy. So we got used to thinking that people nationally cared about baseball. They don't. Well, the problem is like with Juan Soto were to sign with the Yankees or Mets, it matters. Tri-state wise, nationally, unfortunately, and this is—I'm saying this in a sullen way because we all love baseball, but it matters to discuss it on Vison because we can talk about the odds during baseball season. But it's just sad, fellas, how it really—if there was a big move in baseball today outside of Otani because he's global, it just wouldn't register. Uh, quick, Correct quick, me if I'm wrong. Quick question:
8: uh, I'm all. What's the greatest country in the world? The United States. And what sport has yet to catch on here in the United States?
3: I would say probably lacrosse. No, no, no. He, he, all, wants, pro- he wants you to play I soccer. Know. I'm glad you didn't LaCrosse play his is like dumb a dumb
4: effing game. If you go back to the Native Americans, lacrosse. He was like so most smug American and game. arrogant the way he was setting it up that I'm so he did I'm you so think a soccer guy play. was going to say soccer? He, he just, he's just feeling himself what? so much what? lately. He was putting his finger up in the air like I, he was going to prove I, I just, some great points. Let's put it this point. way. The secondary tickets when Messi was playing in the MLS this year
3: were far more than what you were paying for Georgia Bama down in Atlanta.
4: I just, lo- I just love how he went so slowly like he thought he was catching us in something but let's let's pretend like we just didn't make it entertaining and let you go back to it go ahead big guy well no
8: you said there was breaking news and i got excited and you you called my name out like oh it's gotta be the mets made a move or soto's going to the yankees or otani decided on a team and i would have taken anything instead you hit me with a a little more of the foosball can i just make a quick argument pro soccer for you no Oh I'm good. Okay. Oof. These colours don't you can run. do it? These colors don't run. <laughs> no, I just... Or
4: it's Toby Keith.
3: <laughs> First of all, the start of the game, usually, at least wherever you are, generally speaking, it's going to be at the top of the hour. Mm. You know that each half is 45 minutes. You've got a 15-minute intermission. Let's take in some injury and stoppage time at anywhere between 6 to 12 minutes maximum in a game. So you know a game is not going to be longer than 102 to 105 minutes. You're, you can move on with your life. It's entertaining. It's competitive. And here's the best part. Anywhere you go globally... You can strike up a conversation, like let's say you're, I don't know, wherever you're hanging out, and the girl happens to be a Chelsea fan, and you realize that, and you're like, "Hey, they're playing Man United today. I can't believe they're trailing two-one." You might have an end right there, Dustin. Think, she I,
4: sounds hot, by the way.
8: I think, I think you <laughs> overestimate how much I enjoy speaking to people in person.
4: That's fair. <laughs> I, I'm totally off the beaten path. I'm going to tell you. So I've been doing this thing. I even sent Dustin a picture the other day. I've been trying. I go watch the sunrise and watch the sunset. It's pretty hard to beat on the pier over the Pacific Ocean, right? I think you both would agree. Yeah. And I was watching it yesterday, taking my little picture like a tourist, and there was a lady behind me that had an English accent. Like, she sounded like she was from the Crown, like (laughs) Princess Di behind me. My brain immediately went to... I should date a British chick because I bet she has brothers that can help me with football tips, <laughs> meaning soccer tips. <laughs> and I walked home thinking that I have issues—not just personal issues, but gambling issues.
8: Uh, I will say the picture you sent me, when I looked at it in my head, the first thing that popped up was I understand why they made Manifest Destiny such a big deal. Like there's, they're spectacular. It was the skies, the sky over the beach was colors that
4: don't exist in a Crayola box. It's spectacular. It really, I've, I've, it's been my new thing that I want to make sure with the dog, because you can't have dogs on the beach here, but I've done it so many times, so many mornings at 5.30 a.m. that all the lifeguard, they all just wave to me because they know I'm bringing Jeezy, and they let us do it, and I take pictures of the uh, the sunrise and send it to family members. <laughs> I've turned into a super weird old dude. Well, hang on. You send them to fi- – your
8: family's in the Midwest. It's probably covered in snow right now. It's kind of a mean thing to do. I was it just is, getting ready to say, isn't that taunting? You know what?
4: Never thought about that. I think it's more of just like, it's like how people send inspirational, like inspirational messages. Remember the guy from Run DMC when he used to be, when he used to send messages to everybody in the morning? You know who I'm talking Rever- about, thus. Run's Run. house. Reverend Run? Run? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reverend Run. Reverend Run had the biggest service out of anybody for sending texting you an inspirational message in the morning. I'm just kind of doing my rev run with the family saying, (laughs) hey, it's a beautiful day. Don't forget to smell the roses. This could be your life to shovel the snow. Yeah, this could be your (laughs) life, too. If you would just, I don't know, move. (laughs) I think we we would watch the sunset here
3: if the sun wasn't setting at about two thirty in the afternoon. I got to tell you, Patrick, it's an issue. I thought I
8: was going crazy. I'm so happy you said that. I swear to God, I leave the show. I get home. It's dark. It's like three forty five. The sun is already like setting. It's wild how dark it gets.
4: Well, because you lose hours stalking Isabel on Instagram. I won't say her last name. I won't say her last name. I
8: don't don't think she uses her real last name. So we're good.
4: There's a lot. There's a lot of real going on, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Hey, they're real. Stop it. Couldn't you guys go see the best sunset in the world, by the way, at Legacy Club at Circa?
8: It's pretty good. I've been there for a couple of sunset. The problem is I don't always
4: remember them. You two could go up and, you know, hold hands and watch a sunset together. It'd be beautiful. Uh, Teamwork. (laughs) All right, we're coming back. (laughs) We're coming back. That was the weirdest segment we've ever done. We're coming back with Scott Sprites, our professional handicapper, next.